I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 253 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Um, I was enjoying our, our pre-recording conversation. Carlos, Emily, and I were deep diving into my diary and just shooting this shit. Yeah, learning all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. You know... About the total gems of your dating history. You know, I really struck... I say this all the time, but I really struck gold when I met Carlos. And I think that Emily's finding out why. Because, like, I'm taking Emily on this, like, deep dive tour of my childhood. And it's very entertaining for me because, like, you know, obviously, like, going back and reading all this stuff, but, like, including Emily in it, too, because, I mean, just, I I don't know if we would have liked each other or if you would have liked me. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked it. I, I just wanted everyone to like me. I don't know if you would have liked me, like, if, if you met me. If, if, like, if high school me met high school you, like, I, I don't know how that would go. I would hope it would go well, but I, I think my obsession with boys and, well, singular in like other things like i think that would like tap you out possibly yeah i don't know it's hard because i can't i mean high school was i don't know i don't know what i was like in high school not that dissimilar from what i am now just probably more so yeah and i I watch star wars i mean I would go, like, they would be in 3D in the theaters, so I'd go watch it in the theaters and, you know, keeping up with my Disney parks and everything, but I don't know. I mean. Sorry, I'm slightly distracted. I've been, um, there's a, there's a thing that I'm bidding on in an auction for Kev, and I just won it, and Ooh. now I'm realizing how much money I spent, and it is, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he might not be getting a Christmas present this year. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get it for him. Yeah, it's something that he's wanted. And it, yeah, it showed up on an auction site. And so, yeah, it probably won't get here in time for me to take it with me. I mean, and by probably, I mean, it would take a goddamn miracle because they're, you know, it's not like eBay or something. It's it's pretty slow. But 
he'll come here, I think, this summer. So he can get it then. And maybe, maybe knowing that I have this will make him come sooner. Because I did, I am going to, I decided if it doesn't come, I'm going to, to like print off a picture of it and give that to him when I get to Scotland. Aww. It's so nice. I don't know why I'm just not saying what it is because he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I f- feel like somebody like fucking Matt Mole or somebody would just totally like blurt it out to him. And so I'm keeping it a secret. I'll tell you after the show. Oh man, I'm so excited. I know, you know that that Matt Mole, he's he's fucking sneaky. I mean, like I, I I love Matt Mole's company, but he's fucking sneaky. I love it. You know, popping up in places, you know, buying things for you're selling things. Like I like that shit. And he, I feel like he's everywhere in the world. Like he was just like in Fiji and he's always on these like extravagant trips. He's like not like I was going to say like James Bond, but I mean he's not doing anything like crazy and like he has a wife and also, his ego does not need to be you have you comparing him to James Bond. Yeah, I, I I sometimes I like hyping up someone or just making someone feel <laughs> important. And you know what? Shout out to Matt Mole. You know what? Let's have a moment of of honor for Matt Mole. <laughs> honor. Wow. <laughs> I swear to God, if he fucking keeps tagging me and goddamn how I met your mother shit. <laughs> I, he was tagging me and um, I was I was bored last night. Oh, not bored, but um, Carlos was recording his podcast, so I was exiled to the bedroom. So I was like, all right, um, let's go on Instagram and look at reels because I haven't looked at reels in a while. And there's that like the meme of Nicolas Cage looking at Pedro Pascal like what the fuck and then Pedro Pascal like being all happy. And like the caption to that was like my boyfriend thinking that he's going to be relaxing on vacation and then like me like planning everything to like the the second. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And then he sent me a bunch of those gifts. That was fun. Yeah, no, I, um, oh my God, Brittany, we are so close to celebration. I know. I, I can't believe it. I, someone texted me today and was like, are you excited for your trip? And like, I'm trying not to think about it because I think, (laughs) I think the second that I think about it, like I'm going to lose interest in like everything. Like, you know, I'm just going to be focusing on the trip, which like, I, I, there's still a lot of shit I need to do, you know, that. I just don't want to think about it yet, especially like my Taylor Swift's concerts in two weeks too. So I'm trying to oh, think about right. that too. Um, she's releasing some songs tonight and cause her first show is tomorrow. And I, I was talking to Eric Struthers about this actually. Um, I'm not sure if I want to know her set list, but it's really hard oh. because like mm-hmm. her fans, I, I mean, fans you know they get excited you know just like anything like watching the mandalorian with andor and then they post things on social media so i just have to really avoid social media and probably even like the normal news sites i read because they're probably gonna like say oh she sang this song she sang this song and like i i don't want to know i mean i think i don't want to know but then like tomorrow could come and i want to be like i want to know everything but that's crazy Yeah, it's just, it's really, I, I'm just sitting here and, like, thinking about the fact that in two weeks I will, like, I will be in Scotland. And will have been in Scotland. That's weird. 
Oh my god, it really is two... Oh, fucking shit, is it really two weeks? I... Oh my god, I'm starting to freak out. Oh, I mean, I've been freaking out for a while, but... Oh, fuck, it is! Oh, God! <laughs> I still have a lot to do! Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, Let's see, I got, I got my, I got my uh, British money today. That was, that was good. I mean, I figure I will mostly be paying for things with Apple Pay, but it's always, it's always good to have cash, especially traveling. Um, I got a new phone. I need to get that set up. And then I, when I have all that set up, I need to get like the travel thing. Verizon has a thing where it's like 10 bucks a day or a month for a hundred. And since I'm there for two weeks, it makes sense to do the whole month, but that is like unlimited data and text. So I'm going to do that because it would be nice to, you know, be able to talk to people while I'm there. Um, I need to pack. I need to make sure I have everything. I think I have everything. I mean, except my badge. But that is currently on its way to me. I know Thank mine God. is too. Did you do you do you know what the the four day art is? Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Look, it could have been worse. It could have been fucking Bo-Katan and I would have been super annoyed. Or like some weird uh planet Smudge. Smudge planet. Like last Like year. I don't yeah. I mean I don't think the the the, the topic last time was the issue so much as the incredibly shit job they did but i really like the art style this time yeah i do too i I think it's cool that like all of them together form something i think it's fun it's just it's really pretty and i like the colors and i like the sort of how it's styled but i mean also i don't i don't really care that much uh i have my first one somewhere from chicago but i don't even i don't even know if i still have my anaheim one i have them all hung up on like my my shelf i i think i have like a collection of them like when i go to conventions i think i just like stack them on all each other (laughs) no but i might actually this one is is nice and i might actually keep it um who knows or i might lose it I would not want that to happen. I mean, like, after the show, it can happen, but, like, before the convention, like, no. Yeah, there's, look, I just am paranoid and stressed about everything. I just want to be there. If I could just, like, be there instantly. If somebody could knock me unconscious or, like, take control of my body, like some sort of alien possession, and get me there, and then I could just be there, that would be the dream. I can't believe it. I, you know, this is crazy that this is something like almost a year ago that we were talking about. Like, oh, yeah, let's go to Star Wars Celebration Europe. And then it happens. And then we're planning other trips through it, which funny enough, I think the other trips that we're planning makes us more excited than Star Wars Celebration itself. <laughs> Look, I just want to see my boyfriend, quite frankly. I want, I just want a vacation with mine. I just got back from like a hellish vacation. No, it wasn't even a fucking vacation. I went to fucking Sacramento and it was shit. So I am excited to go on a vacation that I'll enjoy and with people that I love. And that's all 
that matters. So then, yeah, I'm going to Vegas next week too. Oh God, it's, it's next week. I'm excited to go to Vegas because I've been watching some videos on like the YouTube about like good restaurants to go to and like oh, nice. cool things to try out. And I think that'll be fun. Like it's just a fun thing. And Carlos and I will be celebrating our five-year anniversary there too. Aw, so, that's cool. I know. That's crazy. I can't believe it's been five years. Where will you be for that? Like, is that celebration or is that France or? Uh, actually, five years will be, um, it, technically it's on the 23rd, but we'll be in Vegas the 24th or the 26th. So we'll be celebrating oh, okay. it in Vegas. Funny enough. But that would be, that would have been cool if like we were in like Europe or something, but no, it's okay. I mean, that, that's when Disney Paris is for. Like we can get the little buttons saying that like we're celebrating our anniversary or something. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait for that. That should be fun. Just planning everything. I'm. I think I'm stressed about um, f- what to wear. That's my <laughs> my biggest thing is just the style because I don't know, Emily. I was pretty fucking proud of my style at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Like I had all my dresses. Like I was. I, I was so proud. I was like, wow. Like good fucking good job Brittany because I looked back at like my Chicago pictures and I was just like fucking ugh ugh but I mean I feel like we all did that especially Haas poor Haas and all those pictures of him from celebration that he doesn't like but I feel I feel for him because like I look at pictures of myself too from sorrow celebration um Chicago and I'm like fuck Fuck, but well, well. Also, Hawes talks about him like he looks like fucking some sort of monster or something. When all he looks like is Hawes, but tired. Yeah, Hawes, but tired is as great is great as Hawes not tired. <laughs> fucking love that dude. I can't. I like. I'm just like. I wish I had a reason to go to Alabama. Like, I wish. Like, maybe like if Celebration were there, then I could go see Hawes, and that would be nice. I wish I can transport the raccoon family I saw in Sacramento to him. I think he would very much appreciate any and all raccoon families. Yeah, especially like the, they were the biggest, like they were so fucking chonky, Emily. Like they were these chonky, big, big, I almost said elephants, big raccoons. <laughs> and like they're just so, so sweet. Like just, they, they just, they wanted their food, you know, they come up for the food and they leave and like they come in a family because I think for generations like they knew to come to this residence for food. So I think that's pretty cool. I think there's like five of them. Oh, wow. That's yeah, I just realized I don't know. I don't know how long raccoons live for. Hopefully a long time. Also, I'm distracted by picturing an elephant sized raccoon. And it is kind of terrifying, but also adorable. Just think about all the trash it could eat. Oh, my God. All of the trash. I know. That'd be good for the environment. I fear that if you are an elephant-sized raccoon, then anything counts as trash. You want to eat whatever the fuck you want. So they might be really scary. But then they could eat people, too, because some people yeah. are trash. <laughs> so well, that might be nice. So maybe. Okay. New plan. We breed elephant-sized raccoon and send it to Australia. Can we, like, 
you know those like those those rooms where you're you're sitting in the room and then like they don't see you but then you, they but you can see them. Uh huh. Could we do that when we're Australia? Like just just so like I can see with my own eyes like our specimen raccoon doing God's work. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or we could put like a little like GoPro around its neck. Then you can get like the first person view of it. Yeah, but I mean, I want to be there. You know, like. You know the saying, like, you know, you, you want to see them, like, you you, you want to see them. I, I, I can't, I actually can't think of that saying right now. But I, I just need to see with my own eyes, you know? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Even okay. though a flight to Australia is like 19, 20 hours for us. It might it's be worth, worth it. it. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can, like, take a boat or, you know, go on, like, a cruise ship that, like, takes us to... Yeah, if we have a, we can take a boat, then we can take the raccoon with us and don't need to worry about, like, shipping it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, the raccoon could have plenty of time on the boat. You know, we could celebrate the raccoon, like, before it's, like, victory that we're going to see. So yeah. it'll be a good time for the raccoon. A very memorable moment for it. Yeah. All right, so that's the plan. Brittany, have you been up to anything? Uh, no, I, I really can't think of anything that I've I've been up to. I, I watched the Oscars on Sunday, which was great. A lot of people that I wanted to win won. They were, it was a pretty boring ceremony, but there were some good winners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of good performances. Lady Gaga did good. I always enjoy seeing her perform. The jokes were fine. I mean, they weren't very funny, but I mean, there was nothing like terrible that happened in this Oscars, so it was nice. Yeah, nobody, nobody got slapped. No one got That's slapped. Jamie Lee Curtis was adorable, accepting her Oscar. She's sweet. I was really happy to see that. It was wonderful seeing Harrison Ford. I love seeing that man. Dude, you gotta you gotta watch Shrinking. He's so good in it. He's so funny, and also really really sad. I know that's like I'm dreading to watch it because like I really want to watch it but it it just thinking about it making me sad like that's what keeps me away I mean it's got a, like it's mostly funny and it's got some really it's more like like Ted Lasso is mm-hmm. where the sad hits you really hard because you these characters seem real and you genuinely care about them but mostly it's funny and nice and heartwarming First episode, a little bit rough. I didn't love the first episode. I watched the first episode and I thought, I don't think I like this show. But my buddy Steve really loved it. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch one more episode. And then I watched one more episode and I was hooked. Oh, I, I love your buddy Steve. He's a good guy. Also, Harrison Ford is trying in this show. He seems to actually like really care about being good in it. And that is nice to see because it's been a while. I love him. He's my favorite actor, I think. I can see that. Brittany. Yes. Ted Lasso is back. Our friend, Ted Lasso. And all our other friends, they're back. I love this show because it's not bad. Perfect. Yeah. No notes on that review. They should put that on the poll quote for their advertisements. Thank you. 
dude. Okay, I cried like three times during this episode. Also, it made me laugh a lot. And also, I'm very hopeful for where it goes. So, spoilers for episode one of Ted Lasso. Uh, do- <laughs> I just, I don't, like, I just fucking love this show so much. And I love Ted so much. Um, but, okay, Nate is the worst fucking person, and I hate him, and I want him to die. <laughs> I hate Nate, too, but I hate him almost as much as I feel like he, not that, like, I want him to re- be redeemed, but, like, I want him to be redeemed, like, for himself. Like, I hate seeing this monster that he is creating, and I don't care for Nate whatsoever, but I care about how Nate views himself. Like, if these characters, like, still think that he should get fucked, then, yeah. But I, don't, I just, I feel really bad for him. Like, I don't know why, like, I not that I resonate with him. I mean, I'm not an asshole. But, I mean, just kind of being obsessed with what people think about you and, you know, what you're doing and, you know, the people you might betray on the way. I that just he lives a really sad life and it's really sad to watch because it's like it's really relatable in a way. Yeah, it is and I think they've done a good job with that. But the the, the thing that that stops me from sympathizing with him is that he is continually choosing to be awful. And quite frankly, choosing to be unhappy. And it's... it's The fact that he is, like, so obsessed with proving himself at the cost of everything else in his life. And, like, look, yeah, his dad fucking sucks. But, okay... Ted's dad killed himself and Ted found the body. Like, and and Ted constantly chooses kindness and being a good person. And, it, like, Nate is in some ways the like, anti-Ted. And that, like, he has had so many opportunities to be a good person. And he is so self-obsessed and so resentful that it's it's hard to watch like it's a really the character is so unpleasant in so many ways and like yeah I feel like you know Ted Ted Lasso is a show that's so much about again choosing kindness being a good person it is about you know growth and redemption I mean look at where you know, look where Rebecca started with wanting to destroy the team. Or more notably, look where Jamie started and how far he's gone. But again, look at Jamie's dad. And how, like, he is, I think, I think Jamie's dad and, and Nate's dad are probably really good parallels. And Jamie, of all people, decided that he should be a better person. And you can actually see him actively working at it. I mean, he's still Jamie, mm-hmm. and he's still like narcissist and hilariously dumb, but he has let people love him and has become a better person because of that. 
And Nate has decided he would rather get praised on Twitter, which is the most pathetic goal you can have. Yeah, it it just it's sad because it's like I feel like I've seen that kind of behavior in this community from like people who are not in a while. But I remember like when I first started, like I would see like some people, you know, or I would just see people in general throughout my life who that's all they really cared about. It was social media, what people thought about them on the Internet, which is like a terrible way to live and it's it's an illness like nate has a severe mental illness and it's really it it is cringy to see it's really cringy and i just i wonder if there's going to be any redemption that this character has if what he's going to do like what that final point is going to be when he loses everything And it's going to be really beautiful to see, of course, you know, Ted. Ted's such a forgiving and kind person. You know, of of course he's going to forgive Nate for all the shit that he did. Does Nate deserve it? No. But Nate's judgment was clouded because of the decisions that he was making. Because he thought that, you know, he wants to make dad happy. He wants to make Twitter happy. Like, I don't know. I think it's really interesting what they're doing with Nate. And it's so disgusting, too, like that thing he does when he spits. I hate that so fucking much. And he's just a little prick sometimes with, like, those things that he says and does. Because he thinks he's, like, macho man. But, I mean... You saw him in the first seconds of, like, the press release when he just – he couldn't really get words out or anything. And then he spits and he becomes an asshole. Like, it just – it it really shows, like, it, what people today are like and the potential of what people today are like. And just how social media and the approval from family, like, really gets in our heads. I mean, not as much as Nate, but it's really it's interesting. Like, it's, like, the only – Like he he's gotten this 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 feedback loop of loop of like I get rewarded when I'm mean to people. Even like when that when the one guy you know asked him about how you know like whether he's he's you know, like feeling nervous or overwhelmed because he was two years ago was a kit man and now he's running one of the the biggest teams in the country, which is a perfect legitimate question to ask in that situation. I mean, it's an insane thing that's happened Mm -hmm. in terms of his rise and he can't he can't admit that he's nervous he can't admit any of that so it's oh you know i can't believe you'd ask you'd waste your question on something so stupid and everybody laughs but it's just like he's so awful and then you have ted and the way and the way he relates to everybody and what i like about that is ted's not dumb ted knew what he was doing there he he knew the way that would undercut what Nate had done. That is a conscious decision. And so, yes, it's, you know, it's him making fun of himself. So it's, you know, because Ted isn't a mean person. But he's not entirely a pushover either. Like, that was a, that was a really deliberate thing on Ted's part. Yeah, it was interesting seeing, like, the parallels of the interviews and also, like, the parallels of um, of him and Rebecca because Rebecca was really mad this episode because, like, all she wants to do is beat Richard. 
It's all she fucking wants was to beat her her ex-husband. And she's really obsessed with the with the Internet and about what people are saying about the team. And, you know, she gets really mad at Ted because, like, they were in the sewer. And it was interesting, like, seeing that kind of side on her again, like, kind of like, you know, I'm the boss, Rebecca, because I feel like last season, I mean, I feel like everything kind of like doled down with her, not doled down, but like kind of toned down with her. But I understand where she's coming from and I understand that she wants to win. And it's nice to see that. I mean, of course, Ted wants to win, too. But I mean, he's he's here for the good time. He's here because he enjoys what he does. But it made me sad at the end of the episode when he kind of talks about like questioning like what he's doing here, you know? Yeah. But uh, I just I love the show. Okay, so we got it. We got to talk about the other thing that made me cry in this episode. Hmm. But I think it's actually a good thing. I was we were texting after you watched the episode, and here's why I think it's good. So, in this episode, Roy and Keely sit Phoebe down to tell her that they have broken up. Now, instantly heartbroken, but. I think it's actually good that they are starting the season broken up because I think then the story can be them getting back together rather than the story be we're watching their relationship fall apart. Also, Phoebe telling Roy that he's being stupid seems like a good thing because she's a smart little kid and he loves her very much and Roy is being stupid. I loved her reaction to the breakup because she just is like, yeah, nothing lasts forever. Like my parents oh broke my up. I love that. So Jesus. I love Phoebe that so was, much. That was so grim. <laughs> my parents broke up for my life philosophy is nobody stays together. Jesus. <laughs> but no, so I'm, I'm hopeful they will get back together, but I'm very sad that they are currently apart because I, I, they're, they just have crazy chemistry yeah they do and you could tell this episode that Roy was just like a little down uh but it's I loved that his interactions with coach beard those make me so happy mm-hmm. oh and uh, uh. and I loved how everyone ran to the bus except for Roy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody ran the Roy. I like that. Oh, I also liked that in the uh, beginning of the episode, Sam was briefly shirtless. He's such a good boy. I really... I mean, look, mostly I want Rebecca to be happy. But I would very much like it if she were happy with Sam. Because that's when she's the happiest. Hello. I mean, how could you not be? He's so sweet. And just like the way you would look at her... When they were together, ah, I loved that storyline. It broke my heart though that uh, Keely couldn't tell Rebecca the real reason why, like, her and Roy were getting together that night. Like, I think that she's in denial that you know this big job and career that she achieved like is really hard and really rough, and like maybe she's not entirely happy happy doing what she thought that she wanted. Which again, like, it's very fucking relatable. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm just, I'm really glad that I liked this episode. Yeah, me because too. Because I, I love this show and I want it to continue to be good. And it's it's going to be real rough when it's done, 
But, I mean, fuck, it's just so funny and beautiful and nice. And I love it. I know. It's so sweet. And I worry about, I'm worried about Ted. I hope Ted, Ted mentally is doing okay. He's not. Oh, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> but just, I mean, finding out that your ex-wife is dating someone else, pretty fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, it does seem uh, not easy, especially when he wasn't the one who wanted a divorce in the first place. Yeah. But I'm glad that he still has Doc. And I'm glad that she has some young hot guy that she's sleeping with. Good for her. She deserves it. Yeah, this was the best thing I watched in television this week. Um, yes. Although I will say, I really liked this week's Bad Batch. Oh, me too. Like, I... What's the name of the planet again? Starts with the... Or the island that they were on. It's the name of the episode, too. Starts with P. Pubo? Pubo. It's something like that. Anyway... This was, I, I think, maybe my favorite episode of the show so far. Uh, it's really just kind of, despite the fact that there's a big typhoon that comes in and wipes out a lot of this place. It's just kind of a nice little quiet, sweet episode. The The idea of them finding a place to settle down. And, and Ray's Omega is so sweet when... um. When Fee refers to Hunter as Omega's dad, that really got me. Um, oh my god, Tech! Hilarious. Tech's gonna have a girlfriend. That's so cute. Go Tech! Love that. I like Omega making a friend. Look, obviously they're not gonna settle down there and live happily ever after. So next week something bad's gonna happen. Like you know they're gonna track the empire's gonna track down Omega, and bad things will happen. But for now, just to having this sweet, you know, there were lots of sweet little moments like when when Wrecker and Omega and the other girl were like asleep by the tree, and I like them playing with the little monkey creatures. I know it makes me sad because in a perfect world, this is what they would do is that they would settle down on this planet and raise Omega. But fortunately, the world is cruel and we won't get that. So I think I, I like this episode, too, but it made me sad because I'm like, Omega deserves all these things. She deserves a happy life, a happy childhood. And she's being robbed of that because of this war. It fucking sucks. And I, I, I think they've just done such a good job with these characters, and and you know making them somebody you care about. Uh I want I want Omega to be able to grow up, and you know have friends and family, and maybe maybe go on adventures with her with her brother Boba Fett. Yeah, I still think those clones deserve a goddamn pension, though. So fucked up. <laughs> Fucking Empire. 
you know that's what makes me sad is that you know they should be able to do whatever they want across the galaxy because like they should have the funds to do that because they served in the war for a period of time they deserve a pension fucked up fucked up fucked up but yeah I wonder if she'll ever meet her brother Boba Fett because that would be pretty cool like Boba Fett teaming up with Bad Batch and Omega that'd be fucking great but who knows maybe one day because I mean well that's hard because Boba Fett's older in the book of Boba so like that would make like the Bad Batch like probably I'd say like 10-15 years older but I don't know maybe it could work That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But for now, I'm really loving Bad Batch. Yeah. I wish I could say that, but the other Star Wars thing. So we have two episodes to talk about. Um, I mean, episode two, I don't really have much to say about. It was, it was pretty boring and... And then there was like maybe a like two second glimpse of what is probably a mythosaur, and that was about it. Did anything else happen in that episode? No, it it was dark. <laughs> I mean, they had the baby Yoda jump around a lot, which just it, honest to God, it just looks like somebody is hawking a puppet. It is when he jumps out of the plane to uh see Pally at the beginning and like it just it looks so bad it's like they're trying to make it bad i don't i don't know and i like the i mean jesus the beginning of the episode with Pally and r5 where she's basically just repeatedly telling the audience hey this is that droid from that movie it's like a little like five minute recap of who R five is for some reason, just of her like talking to herself. Where I, I've heard a couple of people talk about this, but it it genuinely this dialogue could be written by chatbot. It's so bad, Emily. This season is just bad. What did you think of of episode three? Bad. <laughs> Okay. I didn't like it. Did you? I... Here's my problem with this episode. On paper, if you told me the all the Dr. Pershing stuff, I would think that I would really like that. Like, it's a lot like we're learning about how the New Republic works. This kind of, this rehabilitation program is potentially really interesting. It's a lot of just walking around the city talking to each other i i fucking love a talky talk thing it's like my favorite genre is just people talking to each other love it however if you're gonna do that the dialogue needs to be well written and here it is terrible also don't tell me a trillion people live on coruscant don't just don't that's that's so many people it's so dumb like i look i realize it's a small thing to get hung up on a trillion people is in this bananas amount of people, especially when on every scene when we see them walking around, it is empty as shit. You know the thing that got me this episode when I knew that I didn't like it? Hmm. The fucking circus, Emily. 
Why are we why are we at the circus? And then what the fuck was in their hands? Like the glow up cotton candy. That's when I knew uh, like what the what the fuck happened, Emily? The seasons 1 and 2, they were good. Uh, what what's going on? I don't I don't know. I mean, my problem with the plot aside the writing is just so bad this season. Look, Stars is not known for its dialogue. Andor gave us some really good speeches, but I mean, I mean, fuck, okay, you know, the I hate sand or anything like that. There's all sorts of terrible dialogue in Star Wars, but this is just painful to get through. I can't, I, I, I mean, I can't get past it. It's just so distracting. And, and okay, let's, let's talk about the Dr. Pershing stuff, because I... I have so many questions. I mean, <sighs> okay. So at the end, when when she mind flays him. Now, okay, this is something that w- would hopefully be answered in 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 forthcoming episode. But if the plan is to like completely erase his mind. Why go through all this when she could have just killed him? Like, she could have pushed him off the train, even. I don't understand that. If if he... Okay, maybe it's a thing where... This this device will, like, erase his personality, but he'll keep his, like, his knowledge. And, you know, they... She's... You know, Gideon still wants him for whatever the fuck. But even if that's true, what I cannot get over is... Okay... I mean, first of all, the New Republic is evil. That sucks. I mean, they're, they're fucking brainwashing people. That's that's evil. Uh, I, I'm fine with the New Republic having, you know, a lot of issues and problems. But if they don't... If they don't do something on the show to talk about how fucked up that is, that's, that's real annoying. Because the, the implications that has on, like, the sequel trilogy in terms of these are the people I'm supposed to be cheering for, can't get around that. Also, if you have a mind-flaying device, I would think also maybe you'd have heart monitors? Some sort of vital sign readers that your patient is hooked up to? So even if every single person, for some reason, leaves the room when they have a guy hooked up to their brainwashing device that apparently you can turn up to brain destroying levels with one simple dial you think you you might you might have you know some sort of very basic vital sign readers like you know we have now in 2023 on earth we don't have mind playing devices and we can still you know know if somebody's pulse rate suddenly shoots up in the hospital because they're brain is being destroyed second question why does a space train sound like the New York subway it, it is a flying train and when they are going in between the cars I swear to god some of the sounds they're using are New York subway sound effects there's like this metal grating sound now the subway has that sound because it is metal grating against metal because it's a subway riding on on metal rails but this is a flying train 
I blame it all on Dave. Ah. I just, I mean, okay, so again, like, hopefully on the, on the, like, why going to the trouble of erasing his brain instead of just killing him, hopefully that is explained and they, you know, again, maybe it's, he'll still remember how to clone shit and they want him for that and wanted to erase his, you know, moral sympathies with thinking that he did something bad, but... I'm just surprised it's so bad. Um, I've been waking up early the past three weeks to watch Mandalorian early because I just have an exercise bike. I just go on that. And after this episode, I was genuinely annoyed thinking like I could have slept in. Like this was <laughs> this was not worth me waking up early for, which is really fucking annoying. Like, uh, I... I don't know why it's so bad. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they just thought it's the show curse of your show's so good. And then they're like, I don't have to worry about anything anymore. Yeah. And then there's like the Mandalorian stuff where I don't, I don't care. Like he goes to his covert and the armor is there and she sees that the water is really the water. And for some reason, Bo-Katan decides not to tell anybody about the monster that she saw. But she's a Mandalorian now. It doesn't matter. Dude, I got to talk about some of the, maybe maybe the single worst dialogue reading I've ever seen in Star Wars. And that's really saying something. Like, it might be worse than I Hate Sand. And that is when her castle gets blown up and you just hear her shout no. And it is fucking awful she is bad she's just bad and it is really a problem this season where she is obviously a really prominent character i just think it's so strange like how they're doing this show because i feel like when we got all the press for this. Like, it was really making Bo-Katan seem like she was, like, the villain of this. And I feel like I would have preferred that because she could have been bad far away. But now she's just bad acting in front of us. And, like, I just, I don't like it so much. Like, I, <laughs> and then people on the internet keep thinking that, like, her and Din are going to fuck. And I'm like, oh. mm, I, I don't think, I, I don't think those ships are meant to sail. I hope not. I don't want him involved with anybody, but if he's going to be involved with somebody, I just want him to go back to that planet where he met that nice chick and be with her. Or a man. Yeah, that'd be fine too. But somebody who is less annoying than Bo-Katan. It has better acting skills. Yeah, that would, that, yeah, that's part of the being less annoying thing. Oh, one thing I did kind of like was the weird, the weird, like, spidery robot guy. That they fought in episode two with the eyeball. Oh, yeah. He was cool. It was just, like, at least it was something interesting. Like, oh, I've never seen a creature like that before in Star Wars. That's something for me to look at. Once I once it was actually lit enough that I could fucking see what it was. I'm just still bitter about how... It, it reminds me of when we saw the... 
the rise of Skywalker and like how in denial I was for like the first couple months that like was a shit movie. And then like finding out that it was a shit movie and just being like, fuck. Like, I, I, oh man, yeah. I spent a lot of time and effort <laughs> on this on this trilogy. And then it's how I feel about season three of The Mandalorian right now. Everything in three uh, suck. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you, there was, there was no uh, period of denial for me on that one. That was me sitting in the theater fucking furious. Which is kind of how I watch The Mandalorian now. Just just annoyed. And again, like I, if the writing were better, the stuff on Coruscant I would really like. Because I, I you know, I, I like the idea of them exploring, well, we overthrew the Empire, but all these people are still alive. What do we do with them? Is interesting. And if they actually engage with this idea that the New Republic is bad and what that means, then that could be interesting too, but it doesn't seem like they're going to. And again, the writing is so bad that even if they did, I'd probably still end up hating it because what the fuck? I'm I'm just really confused and I, I can't get over how bad the the acting was really bad this episode. I think this episode takes the cake of the worst acting. I mean just nobody who is compelling to watch. It's all grad school video project. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just so disappointed. Where do you think I got those rations? Oh. Rough, man. Real fucking rough. Dr. Pershing touching the rock. Like, I wanted to feel some sort of feelings or anything towards Dr. Pershing. But just the more that we spent... They fucked him over. They fucked a good character by bad writing a character that could have been interesting they fucked yeah okay it's just like dialogue is terrible and and don't it makes me not care and it makes me sad because i want to care about the show but they're making that very very difficult for me yeah i i want to care about this show too and I'm annoyed that now I'm thinking of going to a fucking Ahsoka panel because I'm like, well, I need to feel something. You know, feel some sort of like for Star Wars. Maybe bringing back some Rebels characters will make me feel fucking better about that. I feel going to an Ahsoka thing is not going to reinvigorate my love for Star Wars. <laughs> just, just a feeling that I have. Yeah, I... I'm hopeful for the rebel stuff, but everything else, I'm like, nah, I'm I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I I still think I'm probably not gonna watch that show, but I don't know. Maybe something. Maybe they'll announce something cool at Celebration that I'll be excited about for six months until it gets canceled. Yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna announce something and then it's it's going to get canceled. Well, maybe Jude Law will Emily. Maybe we'll see. I mean. Uh, my, I, I almost want to say my good friend Jude Law because I've seen Jude Law. He was at D23. Like, you know, he's a, he's a good friend of mine. Like, 
my good friend Jude Law, who's going to be in um, in Star Wars as a CGI dinosaur child just he's, he's gonna be cgi somehow <laughs> and he's gonna be captain hook in the new peter pan and wendy movie which oh that's right yeah it looks fine little mermaid looks fucking good can't wait for that i don't know i have any of these live action things i'm just kind of tired of yeah but the cast is good on little mermaid so maybe the music will be good oh yeah i mean you have harvey javier bardem you have Haley Halle Bailey, um, Melissa McCartney, a lot of good actors. You got the little kid from the room from Room, uh, Jason Tremblay or whatever his name is. He's he's cute. Oh, meh. Yeah, it should be fun. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I yeah. I look I, honestly. Even if it does get canceled, I just wanted to announce something just so I have something to be excited about this celebration. I know there's really no big panels that I'm interested in, but I mean, I want to get into all of them because knowledge is power. So, except the villains I don't, I don't one. Know, I, don't, I don't know what the power would be. Uh, just power. I like, you know, knowledge is power, you know, power. Okay, Nate. Power. Not not Nate's kind of power. I think of like power, like, you know, like a protein bar in the morning, you know? I don't know. I I mean, they're doing a Lucasfilm showcase. They got to have something to show. <laughs> You would hope. Definitely not Willow season two. I mean, it'll be an Indiana Jones trailer. Oh, yeah. I love that man. I don't think they'll bring him back, but. He's old. Just let him live alone. I know. He was at the Oscars. He did his public appearance for the year. Um. Oh, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't know. We. we... Celebration is soon. Um, that's about it. Did you want to read a diary entry? Yeah, sure. I'll read a quick one. Okay. Emily. Emily, Emily. I, I want to end this on a... I mean, a good note. I mean, we're gonna. there's going to be laughs. There's going to be laughs, but but Brittany on June 4th, 2011 was, was not laughing about this. Okay. The quote for this one is dot, dot, dot. I thought he wasn't done with me just yet. You see, like, dot, 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 dot. Okay. This is called Exit Wounds. Called exit. It's called the the title of this entry is Exit Wounds. Um, June fourth, two thousand eleven. Two years ago, yesterday, I fell for Chuck. Yesterday was the fundraiser for the church, and that was okay, considering that I had to watch Chuck and Blair flirt with each other all night. I even talked to her about the past, about how much. He messed me up over the past two years. She obviously did not listen. I sang that night, which is cool. I used to sing for church. Um, It was hard the whole night watching them because she literally came out of nowhere and he wanted her. I know he just does this. I'm not going to read that. Um, I thought he wasn't done with me just yet. After I left, I got a text from Serena. 
she told me that Chuck and Blair were officially going out. I literally fell to the floor when I got that message. I have never felt that feeling before. Yes, I am out of this trap for good, but now I feel sad. I feel like this... I feel like this because she got the only thing out of him that I have been waiting for for a long time. A relationship. He even told my sister that he will not... He will now never consider it with me because I won't pull out. So yes, this is in bold. All of this happened because I would not pull out. Is this... I'm sorry? What do you mean? So, teenage me thought that all of this happened because I wouldn't pull out. If I did this thing where I pulled out, then I would get everything that I wanted. Isn't that sad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is this for the best? I hope. I feel mixed emotions about this right now, but I know that this is for the best. So yeah, that was a kind of sad, sadder entry than I thought. Oh, oh no! I mean, I I, I feel nothing for that. I feel nothing about this. I'm glad I didn't. I gl- I'm glad I didn't pull out Emily. But it was funny. It it's just funny. Do the the things when we're younger we think are like the biggest and most tragic things, then like they end up being good things because they're not in your life anymore. That's true. Also, yeah, I mean, look, I know people like marry their then high school sweethearts and some of them work out, but I mean, Jesus. I know. So nutty. And he even told my sister. Nutty. Very like one tree hillish type of shit. Or gossip girl, you know, telling the siblings the dirt. Did that ever happen with you? Like, it, were you ever that close with your siblings and, like, partners where, like, your partners would tell, like, your siblings, like, things or something or no? No. No. But also, like, the, like I was never, I was, my. I mean, my older sister is four years older than me and my brother's two years older than her. So we were never, like, in school at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Very dramatic. I like my life now because it's not very dramatic. I think the most dramatic thing that happens to me is um, Mandalorian sucking. <laughs> it does suck. Hmm. I wonder if do people like it? I mean, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, people like it. But I mean, like, are people like, like falling falling to the floor like I did when I found out that Chuck and, and whoever were dating, like, are, are people like that? <laughs> I mean, I've read like a couple articles that viewership is super down this season, like lower than Book of Boba Fett numbers, which doesn't seem great. Um, I mean, some people still like it, like some of our friends still like it. That's good. But I've also, like, I've heard, I definitely heard more negative things than I have the past two seasons. Hmm. Well, I'm glad people like it. I mean, like, I don't like it, but 
cool that you do. I, I, you know, like, I hope it gets better. But I don't, I don't have a lot of hope at this point. I don't either. And I'm going to keep watching because, like, I'm curious to what's going to happen. I, I saw some tweets saying that, like, oh, we've already, we've already seen all the scenes in the trailer. So now we don't know what else is coming. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Anything else we need to talk about tonight? No, I think that's it. I don't. I don't have any more depressing diary entries. I promise the next one I'll read will be more, uh, more, uh, more fun. More fun. Other than like things happening because I because you don't pull out. I guess that's a lesson that we we learned this episode is to pull out. No, 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 no. do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Peace and love. What a bad ending to an episode. What a <laughs> fucking bad ending to an episode. Well, on that note, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet as uh, Canto Brit on Twitter and Instagram. What about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is at Canto by Pod. Uh, send us email, CantoByPod at gmail.com. Uh, hopefully we will record an episode next week. But after that, I'll be gone and then we're both gone and so it'll be a couple weeks off oh we're not able to record next week no i'm saying that we'll oh. probably record next week unless anything happens oh, okay. but then after that well maybe the mandalorian will be so shitty that like we just like that that it just destroys us okay but ted Lasso. oh that's true our saving grace thank you ted <laughs> all right thank you all for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto Bitch number one do it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Canto Bitch. Brittany, the Jinj, and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kendall Bitch number one.